It's an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the laws are complicated and constantly changing, the wisest and safest way to keep track of them all is to call elder law attorney Michael Cohen. Having devoted his career to informing and protecting the elderly, Michael communicates about the law in ways that you and your loved ones will surely understand. Join us now to know your legal rights with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. Welcome once again to the Estate Planning Essentials Program, aggressively committed to protecting your family, your assets, and you. And I am essentially, virtually, sitting with Dallas Elder Law Attorney, the Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. I threw in virtually along with essentially <laughs> uh, because uh, we're still doing the program on the phone that the audience is wondering why the sound quality is not perfect or there's a little delay, things like that. When we do it in person, we can see each other, we can communicate so much better, and it's just a normal, easy-flowing conversation. But, heck, we've been doing this eight or nine months now, so why stop now since we don't know when this virus thing is going to finally abate? I can't wait for it to be over, but uh, we have to do what we can to be safe in the meantime. I couldn't agree more. Um, I also agree with uh, the last two programs as well as the last five years' worth of programs where you have basically laid out for the audience what they're supposed to do when someone passes away. We're at that stage now where uh, you've laid out a number of things, a number of uh, procedures and but we're nowhere near completed the process in terms of explaining to everybody what you know they need to do to make sure every T is crossed. So why don't you recap, Michael, a little bit based on last week's program and then roll into some new concepts. Okay, sure. Well, a lot of the stuff is uh, simple that we went over last week, and I'm not sure exactly all the different things we went over last week, so I'll just do it very briefly, which I think we said because we did things in kind of a chronological order. Right. Uh, the first thing was the pronouncement of death. Often you could, you know, hospitals or healthcare or let's say facilities, care facilities will handle that for you. But if you're at home, sometimes you have to get a pronouncement, so you had to call 911 to transport the body. Uh, we also mentioned that you might want to have an out-of-hospital DNR uh, that's different than a living will. So if you don't want somebody to try to resuscitate somebody just to, uh, and then to transport them to the hospital, mm -hmm. uh, you may want to consider having an out-of-hospital DNR so that the paramedics don't resusc resuscitate the deceased. Okay. Uh, we also talked about having a disposition of bodily remains, uh, who's in charge of the body, to, whether as far as transport to the funeral home or crematorium, a, mor a mortuary. Um, there could be a dispute between loved ones, so if you ever think that that's a possibility, uh, then you could have disposition of bodily remains as to specific directions as to who's in charge of the body. Of course, you should also look to see if there was any funeral plans um, in existence or to arrange plans uh, if there hasn't been arrangement for burial plans. A lot of times people have pre-need funeral contracts or burial, and they may have burial policies. Uh, you have to determine who the pallbearers might be and determine who's going to give a eulogy, etc. So those things I think we went over last week. Of course, you'd have to contact 
the minister or whoever the religious uh, leader might be who might be handling a service or ritual director. Uh, obviously, you notify friends and family. We talked about that last week, I believe, either in person, by phone, blast, email, social media, Facebook. We talked about getting information for the funeral home for a death certificate, like the full name of the deceased, the date of birth of the deceased, date of death, gender, marital status. If there's a surviving spouse, the county and location of death, the residence address or the occupation of the deceased, the cause of death, Sometimes the coroner does that, of course. The uh, full name of the parents of the deceased, if there's military discharge papers, you might want to get that too, So, uh, because sometimes there's different veterans' benefits. Um, you have to order death certificates if you're not having the funeral home do that. We talked about securing the residence, you know, to make sure that if there's uh, not only from burglars, but also we talked about some heirs thinking that there's things that might somehow disappear. They said that that's theirs. Uh, so we said secure the residence. Uh, I think we also mentioned arrangement of care for uh, dependents and pets. Uh, in other words, if there was a, uh, either a child or somebody disabled or elderly needing assistance, or if there's a pet, then there needs to be arrangements if that's uh, if there's a dependent in the home. Um, I think we notify we mentioned the, the um, possibility of. Um, Notifying communal organizations, that is, um, the, you know, I, I know last uh, week, unfortunately, I had a, a friend who was, who's, both of his parents uh, passed within the month, hmm. and they've been married for many, many years, and I, apparently we're in a lot of the same different organizations, so I got from, uh, not only did I get from like four or five different charitable organizations notifying about his parents' uh, deaths, uh, but also from, I uh, went to high school with them. We got a notice from our high school committee. It's just like, so if you notify communal organizations, even if um, that person who died was not um, active in that um, communal organization or fraternal organization or whatever, uh, the, the, a lot of times, you know, a lot of times, unfortunately, funerals also are for the survivors uh, to express condolences. And so, uh, notifying communal organizations might be something that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we went, those are the ones that I think we went over, and that's why I went over that so rapidly, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, I wanted to, there's so many more things to talk about. One thing is to notify a former employer or an employer, if the person was working at the time of passing, because there could be group life insurance or health insurance or vision insurance or dental insurance. Maybe there's payment of premiums that need to stop or be terminated, so uh, we we mentioned nor, notified the former uh, employer or, uh, if it we're still working, the employer. Uh, of course, pensions also could change, you know, especially for a surviving spouse. Uh, the Sometimes the, you make an election after you stop working whether you want to have um, the, the higher pension and then it stops upon the deceased death, or does it... Uh, take a lower amount that continues with the surviving spouse for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. We also talked about when we talked, I think when we talked about securing the residence, we also talked about maybe canceling subscriptions and forwarding mail because mm-hmm. um, because it might be in a notice. If, if things like if the newspapers started piling up on the uh, front of the house or whatever you live, yeah. then that might be a, a notice to burglars. In fact, we even talked about don't be put in the obituary uh, the uh, when the maybe uh, uh, the address of the home, uh, we have to sometimes be concerned that, uh, or at least secure the home when 
there's the funeral because right. burglars might try to to uh, consider uh, taking advantage of that if they know the home address, and so that's a concern uh, that sometimes people have. So that also we said sometimes you might even contact the police so that they could do some, uh, or maybe you have a security um, uh, organization that you belong to that uh, you know some sort of a alarm organization or whatever uh, that uh, you might contact to be making more rounds shortly after the person uh, passed. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of bad guys out there, Michael, and whether it's 9-11, whether it's the virus, people out there prey on individuals when they're emotionally vulnerable and weakened, and um, this would be a perfect time for that. When someone important to them passes away, they're not thinking of everything, and that's why God made people like you, because you do think of everything as these three programs have demonstrated, but this is a perfect time where you won't think about um, turning the lights off or you won't think about the newspapers, as you well said, in other ways. And, and the bad guys, the burglars, criminals, just wait for opportunities like that. They almost do it for a living, and they're experts at it. Yeah, I mean, in fact, they even one of the other things is you have to check with your creditor agency. So you might want to you know, mm-hmm. let the experience of the world know when somebody does, because they might want to take advantage of your credit. Yeah. I mean, it, they, they try to do anything. Nowadays, I wish that, you know, we say this all the time because we see it, uh, we wish that the bad guys would spend more time to be productive in our society as opposed to thinking of diabolical schemes mm-hmm. where they can take advantage of somebody for a quick buck. You know, it's funny, they, not only would they rob the house of its possessions, many out there simply just try to rob the house, meaning they pretend they have title, they steal right. title, and then sell it right from out, right from under your nose. Well, even on even the kids, or let's just say the kids, you know, they'll say, "Oh, well, mom would have wanted me to have that," and then right. all of a sudden things mysteriously disappear. Right. So it's it's not, you know, and, and, and there's always justification. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think we talked about on one show, and I don't remember if you remember the old old movie, which tells you that I'm an elder elder law attorney, Zorba the Greek. If you remember I know Zorba, Zorba the Greek, sure. Yeah, I remember Zorba the Greek, and somebody happened to die, and. And all the vultures, I'll call them, uh, same starts doing some sort of uh, yeah. uh, making some sort of sound and trying to take the personal property, and then uh, and then the person didn't die, and then they all left, and then they wait for them to die again, it's like <laughs> birds, like you know, it was just terrible. <laughs> Awful. So uh, yeah. So anyway, so unfortunately, uh, we have to secure the residence for all these things, not only for. Uh, personal property items, uh, as well as, unfortunately, the bad guys, the, per, uh, the burglars and the other bad people out there. Um, other things is even if you have things in the house, you, you know, there might be some refrigerator items or food that you may have to dispose of, may e- either give it away or uh, to whomever or dispose of it. Mm-hmm. Um, then, of course, now we start getting into the legal stuff. You got to locate the legal documents, the trust, the wills, the advance directives, the HIPAAs, the besides the disposition of body remains, if there's an organ donation card, mm-hmm. uh, maybe get information, like we said, for the funeral home, like mm-hmm. driver's license or social security number or pre- or post-nuptial agreements we might need to know, especially in special second marriages, or may not be a second marriage, but um, often that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, literally, I just uh, met um, with somebody uh, on Friday of this past week uh, where the person we was, uh, had, uh, you know, children from a different marriage, and uh, there's talk about what they should do on the homestead, because under Texas law, uh, the surviving spouse has a right to live there for life, 
And um, one one spouse, as Will said, every, the home goes all to the uh, surviving spouse, but the other one didn't say that. And so we said, well, do you want consistency here? So it's just a little bit different. Now do you want to split the proceeds when you sell the home as opposed to one spouse getting all the proceeds? So that's what made a mm-hmm. difference. So you have to look at these different things. Is there going to be a difficulty with the children of the prior marriage? And so there's, that's where the pre- and post-nuptial agreements may come into play as well. But there's also state law. And also mm-hmm. they talked about the daughter-in-law who is a, a citizen of another country, and the laws are different in different countries as to um, – uh, planning for that was uh, people who are uh, non-U.S. citizens. Well, anyway, uh, and of course you have to look at locate all the financial accounts, the checking, the savings, money market CDs, retirement accounts. Of course, the tax law, as we've talked about on earlier shows, uh, has changed in 2020 uh, as a result of the Secure Act that we mm-hmm. talked about the stretch and how tax dollars would be um, uh, perhaps, if not plan- proper planning has not been done, if you mm-hmm. want the money to stretch over a longer period of time, mm-hmm. then there are different planning t- uh, techniques that you could do, uh, as you know as from a prior show. Uh, we've talked about with at least the kids, unless they're disabled or chronically ill or a minor, that um, they they used to be able to stretch the retirement account over their life expectancy, and now it's 11 years following the year of death. So now that government says, we want you to save for retirement, but we don't want to make your kids wealthy. So we have to look at that. And so, of course, some people can plan in advance. But if you haven't, then we have to look at those different things and see if there's some some stuff that you could do after the person dies as far as um, beneficiary designations, et cetera. Very so helpful. Anyway. Uh, let me stop you there before you go any further, because there is so much to do, as Michael said. I mean, this is, once again, Machine Gun Mike, and he's not reading. This is all from his head. I don't have to be next to him um, to know that. And he knows this. He lives this. This is what he does for a living, and it has for many decades now. Um, and that's why you need him. You can't rely on a legal Zoom or any other kind of online website service that you think is going to take care of it. And you do so anyway because it's going to save you a lot of money. That's crazy. I find that to be respectfully irresponsible and maybe reckless um, because it's just not going to be complete and it's going to come back to haunt you if you become disabled, as Michael has taught us, or it's going to come back to haunt your heirs once you pass away. And who wants that? You wouldn't be listening to this program, attending Michael's workshops, or meeting with Michael privately if you didn't want things to be right and done right after you passed away. So the next step to ensure that things are complete and accurately done the way you wanted to attend his next workshop. Michael's been doing these workshops for years. They're extremely valuable and helpful because you get to ask questions about your individual circumstances. You only get one, but you get to ask one very salient question during the workshop. And that next one is Saturday, November the 14th at 10 o'clock. And it's a virtual workshop. You don't have to leave your home. You can do it in the comfort of your couch, living room, and you just pull up a laptop or uh, even watch it on your cell phone via Zoom and listen to Michael in action and see for yourself and hear for yourself what I've been saying for five years. Can you add to that for us, Michael? Really, this is a free free vision meeting, a free mm-hmm. uh, estate planning workshop. We do have free vision meetings also, right. which means that if you do go to the uh, workshop, the free workshop that's a two-hour workshop, then we do give you the opportunity to look at your own individual situation in more depth. Mm-hmm. Of course, at the free estate planning essentials workshop, 
Uh, you ask whatever questions you want to know. We ask, what do you want to know? And then you'll also hear the questions of others that may affect you that you never even thought about. Right. Each workshop is different because we don't know what the questions are going to be that will be asked. So you get to see what your own specific question is. And believe me, everyone is different because questions are different. Everybody has yeah. different issues. There might be issues because of the result of the, the recent election. Uh, there's, you know, How will that affect you? How will that what, – what is it that's going to be changing uh, in the next year? We don't know for sure, by the way, but uh, we'll see what's going on uh, in a, that could affect you. And mm-hmm. it could be just questions that you have on general estate planning, uh, whether it's about wills or trust or powers of attorney, or it could be on uh, public benefits like Medicaid or veterans' benefits, uh, Veterans Day uh, uh, is upon us. Uh, so, you know – uh, and we want to salute our veterans. So it could be questions about uh, veterans' benefits, and that's one of the things that we also should, you know, somebody should gather up if somebody had, when they die, that there's discharge papers because uh, the veteran or uh, even if the veteran dies, the surviving spouse may be entitled to uh, benefits. And, and so uh, this is, again, kind of going all hand in hand, and you just don't know about all the different things. When somebody, if your spouse dies, uh, and you get uh, on Social Security, uh, you, there's, you know, it depends on what your factual situation is as to what you'll collect. Uh, but the uh, other thing is that you might get, if a surviving spouse, you might get $235. Did you know to ask Social Security? I don't know. There's a lot of different things that a lot of people are not aware of. And But we just see whatever it is, what the questions might be. We try to answer those questions. And um, if you do go to that free estate planning essentials workshop, then we do give a free vision to go over your own specific situation uh, about whatever your other your plans are, what it is that your goals are to make sure that they're met under your terms and conditions the way you want, whether you should pass or you should become disabled. Uh, to attend that free estate planning essentials workshop, all you have to do is call 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. Or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com. Uh, I'm sorry that I've been doing this so fast today, but I feel like there's so much information that I'm trying to, to kind of uh, spit it out as fast as I could. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, and the audience understands that, but as long as it comes up, it's always permanent because you podcast these programs, people record them, they share them with other people, and they archive them. So as long as it comes up, it's there. You're also, I think you, you and I discussed eventually creating a checklist for people on your website uh, as sort of a, a general go-to list of things to do and not do, although, as, we, as you yep. just said, it's such an exhaustive and comprehensive list that there's no way you can put everything there, but yeah, at least they'd have fact, something to go to. Yeah, in fact, um, and also, um, besides the checklist that we'll be putting up on our website, I, I wrote an article for my November newsletter that will kind of go, um, uh, which is also going to be on that DallasElderLawyer.com, although mm-hmm. uh, it has not been published yet. It mm-hmm. will be very soon. Mm-hmm. But I wrote, I think, about 30-some-odd different things that you have to do, and and Great. we haven't even gone over half of them yeah. today. Uh-huh. So it goes to show you there's so much to do, and uh, and that's why I was kind of being rapid-fire, like you said. 
Mm-hmm. Well, whoever, uh, if we don't ex- finish it today, you can you and I could discuss discussing it for the next program. But I don't I don't think it's wise to not address everything, especially because there's so much that people who are um, who are victims of a loss or victims of someone um, who may just become disabled, um, they aren't sure what to do. So I'm glad you're spending the time to do this for the audience. Appreciate it. Go ahead. What else? Let me tell you at least as many as much as I can during sure. the limited time that we have. Besides the checking accounts, savings accounts, money market CDs, retirement accounts, investment accounts, stocks, bonds, annuities, credit cards, cryptocurrency, there's lots of different things that come yeah. up there. I know, you know, Oof. it's a different world. There's and there's digital assets and there's right. uh, of course there's life insurance po- different all sorts of insurance policies that, besides life insurance or Somebody could not just have a regular life insurance policy. It could be through VA. It could be group insurance through an employer. Mm-hmm. It could mm-hmm. be accidental death. It could be cancer insurance, mortgage insurance, credit card insurance, mm-hmm. health insurance, pre-need burial insurance, car insurance, workman's comp. <laughs> there's all sorts of different insurance. Right. Uh, so uh, there's, you should locate all the policies. And, of course, we just talked about on digital assets uh, – because you need to have, you know, if the deceased had, you may need to have access to their computer or their cell phone or their email accounts or their social media accounts or financial accounts. I remember we talked about several years ago about, unfortunately, um, uh, somebody who's, whose 12-year-old child that was a friend of our family, and uh, unfortunately the 12-year-old uh, was at a Boy Scout uh, uh I'm not going to say mission, but Boy Scout uh, expedition uh, at the Canadian-Minnesota border. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, a tree fell and uh, as a storm came in and landed on the 12-year-old, killing the 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. And the mom wanted to see his cell phone but didn't have the password to be able to oh, see man. the pictures, the photos mm-hmm. of her son before he died. That was yeah. very concerning. And so uh, passwords uh, and social media accounts, financial accounts, all that, you may need mm-hmm. to get passwords or at least let your loved ones know where they could be located. Yeah. Of course, there's also titles and loans and leases and mineral rights and debts and deeds. Uh, you know, there's you know, right. vehicle titles, there's cars and boats and mobile homes mm-hmm. and notes. There's, you know, you have sometimes people owe you money and sometimes you owe others money. So people right. ought to know what those notes are uh, on deeds. Uh, you know, there could be real estate that you own, not only in your home, but sometimes people have reserved mineral rights or royalty rights or timber rights. And sometimes there's transfer right. on debt deeds and life estate deeds and ladybird deeds. You know, mm-hmm. we've talked about those on prior shows. Sure. There's leases that people ought to know about. Uh, how do you transfer the lease? And remember, if you're, uh, if if some, the deceased owned a property individually, how do you get that ownership to the survivor, or whoever your beneficiary is? So there could be leases on rental properties or business properties. Either you owe or they owe you. Uh, besides the oil and gas and timber, besides, and there's also membership certificates, and of course there could be debts or could be credit card debts, a lot of different things. And so that's why, at that point, you probably ought to get all that information before you even talk to either estate planning or elder law or probate attorney for that guidance, because you may have to probate a will if there's a will, um, or if there's not, uh, there may be uh, somebody doesn't have a will, you may have to go through administration if there's no beneficiary designation, if there's not a trust. Uh, you may have to notify a governmental entity of providing public benefits so that they stop. So if you're on either Medicaid or VA or something like that, uh, a lot of times you note if you have a funeral home involved in the um, 
you know, doing the death certificates, they notify Social Security for you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you may have to notify Social Security. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you don't. Ha- if somebody doesn't have a will, you'll have to determine heirship to be able to transfer property. Um, there could be possible contest issues that have to be discussed. Uh, besides um, determination of if you have a will, then you might just need to probate the will, which could be. Um, so you need to notify the, whoever the personal representative, and of course you should probably find the original on wills because if you don't have the original will, it's presumed to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you need to transfer title to assets, so for if you have individual accounts that do not have beneficiary designations, mm-hmm. uh, then so somebody might say, well, why shouldn't I just have an individual account with a beneficiary designation? Because a lot of bad, bad things could happen to that beneficiary. They could either All die, right. they could be disabled, they could have creditor issues, they could have marital issues, they could uh, be, you know, it's any number of things. And so uh, you, there's, there are lots of different benefits on having either a will or a trust that should be discussed to make sure that your goals are being met. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you should also cancel services like credit cards that you don't need or cell phone or Internet or cable or iTunes mm-hmm. or Netflix, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Um, you might want to get a, a credit report from those different types of uh, credit agencies, like we said, because we are concerned about those burglars, as we talked about before. Yeah. Um, the could be that there's... Um, uh, if there are insurance policies after you've collected, you might want to collect the – after you've made the collections, you might want to terminate policies. And, of course, you might want to cancel things like voter registration that we just had the major election or cancel driver's license or utilities or mm-hmm. um, notify – there could be that you have a, a car that has a beneficiary designation. You might notify the Department of Motor Vehicles. Uh, on your Facebook or social media accounts, you might want to delete or memorialize those accounts. So, you know, with Facebook, a lot of times we'll have in your will, or even if you're disabled, you'll have references to digital assets and, and what you could do with that person has the authority. So now to have access, because it's kind of like a license, you can right. have a, either a separate thing in your will or you could have a separate document dealing with access. Your personal representative have access to those different types of um, uh, accounts. Uh, of course, you want to close maybe email accounts to prevent fraud. And uh, and then, of course, after you've probated the will, or if you have a trust that becomes irrevocable, you're going to need to get a tax ID number for that uh, estate or the trust. Uh, of course, if you have drugs, you should also cancel prescriptions. If mm-hmm. You might want to register on a do not contact list, file tax returns. So of course, you got to distribute the assets to the beneficiaries according to the terms of the will or the trust, or, or if you didn't do anything according to state law. So mm-hmm. there's lots of different things. I've kind of went really rapid fire here, mm-hmm. again, uh, just because I wanted to say so much in so little time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't know, uh, is there any questions that you have, Don, that you think I should address that's, uh, uh, that we haven't addressed? Just the last one, which culminates, I think, everything. We're almost out of time, or we are out of time, basically, but... If someone passes away and you are the immediate loved one, for example, you are the spouse or you're the executor of PR, um, well, let's just say you're not the executor of PR, who does someone call? I mean, do you, is, that, is it automatic you just find out who the executor of PR is or yeah. you know and you call them immediately? Yeah, you should notify anybody who's the, who is a uh, fiduciary. And in the case of a will, that means mm-hmm. the executor or the trustee of a trust 
They right. should be notified, and they should know. You know, they they should have at least copies, if not the original, on the will right. uh, of the document, so that they could take the action according to the terms of your wishes. I appreciate that. What Michael and I will do is huddle up after this program and decide if we need to address some more of this or not in the next program. But in the meantime, you have just heard this program, the last, the previous two programs of how complicated and time-consuming this whole process is. The best way to ensure your plan is as accurate and um, develop the way you want it is to attend Michael's next workshop. Again, Saturday, November the 14th at 10 o'clock. Go to DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up. Dial 214-720-0102. If you don't make this workshop, you'll roll over to the next one. And again, it's virtual where you can attend right in the comforts of your own home. Dallas Elder Law Attorney Michael Cohen, we thank you, sir. Thank you, Don. A leading estate planner practicing law in Dallas, Texas for decades now, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the estate planning laws that can affect your family and you. The first step is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214 214- 720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on 770-KAAM for six years, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate and complete what could currently be a deficient estate plan. Make sure it is done your way and sign up for his next workshop today 214-720-0102.